Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will never die. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This episode three of Hawk Hill Focus. Commissioner Lucky Kyle. number three. Lucky number three, exactly. Commissioner Kyle Brand is back from vacation. Sam, I'm I'm happy to be back and just might I say wonderful job on the show last week. Thank you very much. We missed your presence, but uh, you know, David was a great piece. We we uh we got through it together. Ah, yes. Yeah, so I was listening to it. I listened to it before I even uploaded it, and I was like, wow, this is awesome. Um I want to get right into this actually. I posted, yeah. you know, at the end of last week, maybe even earlier this week, we have a massive announcement to say on this week's Hawk Hill Focus. Humongous, uh, humongous announcement. We got such positive feedback on the last episode that uh, we decided to make a little bit of a change. Instead of just myself and Sam being on this, this show every week, we would now like to welcome the permanent third host of Hawk Hill Focus, Mr. David Powis. And he's in the building today. David, how the hell are you? Insert it's, the audience it's, clapping. Yeah, thank you. It's great to be here, guys. Um, you know, I it's it's just an honor. I really appreciate you guys letting me join you. Well, Sam letting me join you uh, last week. I'm just you know just excited to make this the greatest fantasy football podcast um, in America. It uh, it is. We have some you know you got to work that. We totally didn't just let you in because you have some connections to John Boy or anything. No, no, absolutely not. Never. No, we're de- we're definitely not using you. Why would we ever do that? No, no, no never. Oh man, but. No, excited to have David, excited to have Sam as always, uh, excited to be wearing my new Josh Allen jersey, which I drunkenly purchased with Sean. We can blame, we can blame Sean for this purchase, honestly. Yeah. Okay. That we'll yeah. For that one. We want to get, I want to get into that story a little bit later. All right. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a special story time segment. Story time later. with Kyle. Oh, that can get dangerous. But uh, no, what a week two we had in the NFL this week. Yeah. Uh, that Chiefs-Ravens game. Whew, I was real happy about that. Sure you were. I was real happy about that team. T- team looked all right. Kind of got lucky there, but, uh, you know, a-, a win's a win. I'm actually watching a replay of it as we speak. Are you? Is, NFL uh, Network. Is Lamar doing his slip yet? Uh, it's 21-14 with 26 seconds to go in the uh, half, and Lamar Jackson is running, and he's running a lot again he, yeah he does that quite he often. does that from time to time he's more of a running back than a quarterback but it is what it is hey the ravens need a running back on their team so that's i'm true. fine with that that's a great point i'm fine with having them as their quarterback oh uh, tyson williams needs some running back touches let's let's uh let's keep he's, him i read a stat today that he on I, I don't even know what how this metric is measured but he is the most efficient running back through two weeks good thing some, he's been on my bench thanks leonard fournette <laughs> yeah you know, he t- he's going to have a big game. I just Yeah, feel we'll, we'll touch on that later. Feel on my bad. He's going to have a big game one week. But uh, now I got to see some of my players up close and personal this weekend. I was at the 49ers-Eagles game. Uh, you know, we can get into why that was such a disappointment for me to be there. But I got to see the 49ers running back room just absolutely go full Baltimore Ravens and just go yeah. into shambles. One by one. Yeah. One by one. by one. Uh, I don't even know his name. Eli Mitchell got injured. Trey Sermon got injured. Jermichael Hasty 
got injured. Eli Mitchell looked like he died. I thought Eli Mitchell was dead. It was it was a really bad. Am I thinking of the right person? I don't. You're you're thinking of the helmet helmet, aren't you? Yeah. So everyone, was that not Eli Mitchell? Sherman. That, that was Sherman. I, I was Sherman. I thought he died. Yeah, I, yeah, I really thought he was dead. I was just watching yeah. him lying on the ground. I was like, he's not moving anything. No, I thought I was he was like, Eli Mitchell was like a shoulder thing, and uh, mm-hmm. I think Jermichael Hasty is an ankle. Yeah, ankle or knee, something like that. Um, a lower extremity, if you will. Yeah, we'll see how that reverberates through the SJU FFL. I know I have Eli Mitchell. Uh, I don't know who. Hasty. You have Jermichael Hasty, and then who is Trey Sermon? Do we know? I think John Luca. Ah. That's fine. That sounds right. But uh, what big takeaways did you guys have from week two action? Um, uh, big takeaways I had were that um, the Packers are back. Um, Packers are back in a big way. They're playing the Lions. They're back. They're back. Aaron Jones did Aaron Jones things. Aaron Rodgers did Aaron Rodgers things. Devontae Adams did Devontae Adams things. They're back. They're going to be fine. And with the uh, the Green Bay Packers being back, the uh, Gotham Rogues were back. Yeah, you know, basically as long as the Gotham as long as the Packers play well, the Gotham Rogues will play well. And if they don't, the Gotham Rogues won't play well. It's very similar to the Tennessee Titans and Nick. Yeah, I think we saw Sean's points from week one to week two double, if I'm not mistaken, if not yeah. more than that. Didn't he put up yes. like 70 and put yes, up like 150 they, week two? They more than doubled. He had, he owns the highest scoring game of the year so far, as well the as lowest. the lowest. Yeah. Which is honestly quite impressive. I'm In not... back-to-back weeks, yeah, that's pretty good. Way In, to go, Sean. In weeks one and two, yeah. He, he heard all of the jokes in last week's podcast, and they really took it to heart, so – uh yeah, you know what? They put me in my place. I can't say anything about them today other than they were incredible. Well, so. certain somebody also put me in my place. So we'll, 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 get, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, um, in terms of my NFL news, being, you know, the Eagles guy of the podcast here, my big takeaway is that Jalen Hurts has returned to planet Earth um, after going, you know, to the moon week one against a very bad Falcons team. Um, and granted, the 49ers defense is a tough matchup. So I'm not sure if that's the full picture of Jalen Hurts. But it, I was kind of, you know, being a homer, hoping that he would just continue to ball out. Um, I know he was my hate this or last week, I should say. Um, and he actually did better than I expected. I think he still put up like 21 points, if I'm not mistaken. But overall, it wasn't that 30-plus points. You know, he wasn't a top – I don't think he was a top 10 QB. Um, I'd have to double-check the rankings there. But, you know – 20 fantasy points, that's something that most quarterbacks can do with, you know, a handful of completions. I mean, we saw the way the offense was moving if you watched the game. It wasn't pretty. Um, so to manage those 20 points, good for Jalen Hurts. But overall, welcome back to the planet that we all reside on here. And uh, I wish you were, you know, back on the moon. But that's yeah, my big takeaway from week yeah. two. As a quarterback, just did not look pretty. No. Um, no, another relevant injury we had was uh, Jarvis Landry. Uh, I forget what exactly the injury is. An MCL sprain, if I'm not mistaken. MCL sprain, yeah. yeah. Landed him on the IR for at least the next three weeks. Um, so I'll have to see how Jim. I would say that's probably the, the most major injury that came out of week two, right? Yeah, uh, I believe so. I distinctly Can't remember last other ones. I just remember distinctly last year the biggest injury to come out of week two was Saquon Barkley because he absolutely fucked me. Yep, that is, yes. that is true. Uh, 
Um, Carson Wentz sprained both of his ankles. I don't know if yeah. anybody has fantasy stock in Carson uh, Wentz, but not one, but two sprained ankles. As, yeah, as, the, as the resident ankle sprainer of I was going to say, is he on the good ankles <laughs> roster yet? I Are am, you making a trade for him? That's probably number truly, one. I am truly, truly proud of Carson Wentz. That David, you did yeah. mention that you're looking to trade. Uh, I have Carson Wentz on my bench. I can't think of a better team to send them to. I think if we do work out a deal, I think Carson Wentz has to come over, has to come over to Good Ankles just in like memoriam, just just as like a like a symbolic gesture. team mascot. He belongs on my team. <laughs> he hits the IR. He will just sit in David's IR spot. Yeah, I don't. I, I'll hold up the IR for him. I don't care. It's only <laughs> right. It's like when it's like when a player spends like 13 years in his career and goes somewhere else at the end, and then signs like a one day contract just just so we can retire with them. That's what Carson Wentz is going to do on my bench. He's just going to sit there. <laughs> All right. I, I respect that, though. It takes a lot. Uh, I can't think of any more and injuries, relevant injuries. No. Yeah, no, that's all I got. Sakharovs was placed on the COVID IR, but, again, not really fantasy relevant. He's already been dropped by the Sandemics. Uh, hate to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah we can I get nothing. Cool. Yeah, we can get into the recap for uh, this week. Uh, David, as the newest guy, you can start with whatever matchup you want to start with. All right, I'm going to start with the first one that's on my list here. Um, and that is the Nerd Squad, led by Matt Kress, defeating Philly D's Nuts, by, um, led by Alex Gill. I think our closest matchup of the week. Yeah, which is ugly. It was actually our matchup of the week. Yeah, it was our closest matchup. It was also by far the lowest scoring matchup. Um, Sean had more points put together than these teams. Um, I think, or if not, they were like basically tied. Um, so, uh, you know, Matt Crest wins the wins at 74 to 72 and change. Um, Sam, you are, you referenced Jalen hurts kind of coming back to earth. I think that hurt Matt's, uh, Matt's production. I, I think I, we, we both mentioned that last week as being a potential problem. Um, mm-hmm. is that when Jalen hurts falls back to earth, we felt like he might have a hard time scoring. Um, Alvin Kamara had a bit of a dud, but the entire Saints team had a dud. Um, Mixon didn't look great against a good Chicago defense. George Kittle is just missing in action the first two weeks. He's probably like the biggest disappointment, in my opinion, in the league. Just point. He's. He, I think he's averaging. I think he's averaging like like two points a game right no, now. He's terrible. He's. Awful. I mean, as a, not as a football tight end, he's good. But yeah, fantasy production four point eight. I mean, he was good a couple like two years ago. He he got hurt last year, and that hurt him obviously. But two years ago, he was he was very productive um, mm-hmm. in fantasy. Um, my proud Giants defense got Matt negative one points. Way to show out, boys! Um, and then on Alex's side, he was just even worse. Um, Dak didn't have a great game. Didn't have a good game at all. That was an ugly game. That Chargers Cowboys game. Uh, Jonathan Taylor did basically nothing. Um, I think the only player who it's the only player who exceeded the projection was the Buccaneers defense and they scored 19 points. Calvin Ridley. Looks oh, like Calvin he... Ridley by a point. Yes. Yeah. Don't, don't forget about that point. Sorry about that. Uh, going back to your point about Dak though, just not a great game for them. What, what Dak are we going to see this year? Are we going to see that, you know, magic that he had? I think it was his rookie year. Um, or is he going to be coming off these injuries and will that help? Will that kind of like, put them off the rails for this season. I'm, I'm going to squash this one pretty easily. And this is coming from an Eagles fan who 
you know, for the longest time chanted that Carson Wentz was better than Dak. And, you know, I'll, I'll eat those words myself already. Um, Dak just simply has too many weapons to fail. He's too big to fail with the offense that they have. You have CeeDee Lamb, you have Amari Cooper. I mean, even your two running backs. Tony Pollard would prop. I'm, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. I think Tony Pollard might, from what I've seen this year, might have more talent as a running back than I've seen out of Miles Sanders the first two games. And Ooh. it putting that on my hot take sheet. It it right, wrong, or indifferent, at least from the eye test. And I, I'm not sure fantasy wise how much Miles Sanders has been scoring, but there is just so much talent on that offense that I don't think Dak Prescott is going to fall outside of a top 10 quarterback within fantasy. I think he's almost a lineup lock every week. And not to mention, he's not a terrible quarterback. We're not talking about Jared Goff here. And we'll get to Jared Goff later um, for for Larry and for whatever his team name is at this point about who needs a rebuild. I think he's he's changed it again now. I'll touch on Jared Goff. But Jared Goff, when comparing to Dak Prescott, is, you know, it makes Dak look pretty good. Is Dak great? Not yet. People still think he could be. I'm not sure if I see that. But he's a serviceable, serviceable quarterback. You know, he's not on the hot seat like Danny Dimes is right now. Oh, so, what the hell? Danny Dimes had a, a good week too, but hey, hey, Danny Dimes has like is like QB six right now. All right, he is, and he's a free agent in our uh, league. Shut your goddamn mouth, <laughs> Jesus! Do a sign that's trade. A, that's all I got to say about Dak Prescott. Is I think he has too many weapons, and I think he's good enough at quarterback where he's going to be fantasy relevant for the year. And that's the kind of Dak Prescott I would expect to see. Well, we saw last week with Dak. Dak torched Tampa. He, he killed Tampa. Like, Tampa's not an easy defense to score on, and the Cowboys scored at will. You know, Dak, I don't remember what he scored last week. I, I know it was over 30. 33.42. So, you know, I, I think from a fantasy perspective, I don't think you're going to often get seven and a half points out of him. I think you're going to get a lot more than that. I think this is about – like, this is a, a an anomaly. I don't think this is going to happen again. But – I do think if Tony Pollard's going well and Zeke's going well, that team wants to run. They want to run the ball first. They, regardless of all their weapons, what they want to do is they want to get Zeke going. They want to get Tony Pollard going. And if that's working, I think, I think it eats into Dak's production. I think what's going to save Dak's production is the fact that the Cowboys defense is as bad as it is. So they, in theory, should be in shootouts. Then again, that Dallas defense held the Chargers to 17 points, which is not a bad offense. So if the Dallas defense plays a little bit better than we expect, I think it's bad news for, for, for Alex as a Dak owner. I think that becomes a problem. Um, But I think Dak is, I like you said, Sam, I think he's a lineup block every week. I just, I don't think he has the highest ceiling just because of his circumstances. He's no Kyler Murray. We'll put it that way. Who is that? Yeah, that's also fair. Uh, All right. Well, shall we transition into our next game here? Which, yeah. Sam. Really quickly, I would just like to complain about Alex. Uh, sure. I know where this is going. Um, I implored Alex to start Rob Gronkowski last week. Um, I he was he was my number one start. He was my number one love. Sixteen points. Something tells me those points gotta helped you, uh, Alex, as you considering you lost by two. You know, Wait, I suggest is the I score suggested, what tells you that? Yeah. Yeah. I suggested you you put him at the flex. That's how confident I was. I'm just saying, Mark Andrews, 5.7, Tyler Boyd, 7.3. I think you could have used a 15.9, two touchdowns. 
it's a good call out there. Um, getting into the next game of the you know week two that we saw, um, transitioning back into Jared Goff and Larry, um, who needs a rebuild? They, you know what? It's Oakland Raiders just win baby mentality over in uh, in Larry's world over there with his roster. I don't know what he's doing. He's got the greatest fantasy defense because nobody scores against him. Um, granted, he had to actually put up – he almost put up 100 points this week, which, as we talked about last week, David, we weren't sure if he's going to put up 100 points this season. Um, but gets a win. What were some takeaways you guys saw? What are we thinking? Where are we at with Larry's team? Uh, I hmm. – is it a Cinderella story or no. is this nonsense? Are we on two weeks of nonsense? This is nonsense. He lucked out this week. Saquon Barkley just isn't going to live up to the expectations people have set out for him this year. Um, you know, and Jarvis Landry got injured. He only put up less than a point. Um, I, I really think Larry just lucked out. He's going to keep running this, running that mouth of his on Facebook. Uh, about how his team's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I think he's going to come down to earth real soon. Uh, there's there's no way that a team whose running backs are led by James White and Mark, and Mark Ingram II succeeds in this league. You know, I – um, Go ahead, continue. I, I was going to say, and I, 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 I understand how – what kind of daggers he's going to throw at me on Facebook, in the Facebook group because of those statements. I'm fully prepared for them. Um, I'm expecting them. But Larry is just lucky. Lucky is all I have to say. So I, I had some pretty strong words for Larry, and he called me out in the Facebook group, and I understand why. Um, so, Larry, I owe you an apology. You were gritty. This was a gritty performance against a, a, gym, a, a gym team and all about that Bass Boys team that surprised us in week one that, that really looked good. And, and he didn't put up a, a complete clunker of a game, you know, Tommy boy with 39 points. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. That I'm, I'm going to say something. Other than that, the rest of the lineup was clunkers. Well, yeah. I mean, the Patriots defense at 16 points. Look, my point is I'm going to say something. I did not think I was going to say after week. Now that we've gotten two weeks into this hot take sheet. Get the hot take sheet out. I don't know. Jamar Chase looks really good. Chris Godwin looks like a focal point of the offense again. Mike Williams looks really good. I think Larry is a solid trade away from being a playoff team. A solid trade away where he he brings in a running back, a true at least RB2. Don't let Mark Ingram and James White be your one and two. You need, you need somebody else, because I think I think those receivers can carry him. I really do. And not to mention on his bench, seventeen and a half points from Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore looks looks really really good, and that Cardinals offense is explosive. Rondell Moore does look legit. You slide if you slide him into your you know into your flex, you've got he's got a plethora of wide receivers. He needs to figure out running back. If, if he can figure out how to bring a running back in, I think he's looking at seven or eight wins and i think he can get into the playoffs which would be yeah, you know I, shocking. I i texted kyle about this earlier when we talked about potentially doing uh season predictions i know that was the original segment we ended up nixing sorry for those that were we're hoping for that today um but i told kyle i don't really have a lot of season predictions but from what i'm seeing right now with larry's team 
I think with what he has right now, he can be a 500 team. Oh, God, guys. I No, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm all, who needs a rebuild? Well, the problem is I could also see Larry not win a game from here on out. See, but here's, here's the thing. When you take a look at his roster, I mean, Jared Goff is a doo-doo head quarterback, but he's one of those guys. He's going to be like a Blake Bortles where he's just going to dink and dump in garbage time, and he's going to rack up 20-plus fantasy points probably every week. The running backs aren't great. I mean, James White is talented. There's He's an RB2. You don't have an RB1 there, but most, you know, most teams don't when they're a 500 fantasy team. It's like if he's, you know, it's like whoever had Barkley last year. It was Kyle. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't remember, remember how your team ended up doing, but obviously when you lose an RB1 like Barkley, you don't have another one waiting in the wings right there, but you had a solid season. It wasn't we, bad. We were, we were the number one team in the league until the last fucking two weeks, and I'll get into the player that caused those last two weeks a little bit in a little bit. Me. I was continue. a fantasy player. No, it was an NFL player. Um, but I mean, yeah, you can still make a good team without running backs. And granted, he has running back. There's work to do there. You can't rely on James White and Mark Ingram. <laughs> but when you take a look at the wide receivers, Godwin solid, Jamar Chase is solid. Noah Fent has been a very good tight end. Whether we want to say it or not, he's better than George Kittle right now. If he had George Kittle on his roster, we would be saying how he's screwed. Noah Fent's better. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people better than George Kittle right now, but. And then, yeah, big Mike Williams has the potential to be a top 10 wide receiver this year. He's been a guy that I feel like fantasy managers have been waiting to boom for the last couple of seasons. Yeah. He's got the pedigree through college. He was a first round pick. It was kind of just waiting for the right moment. And finally, I think he has a great quarterback combination. Him and Justin Herbert have been kind of throwing the ball to each other for the last year. And, you know, not that Phillip Rivers, whoever else was in that carousel during the kind of end of that Chargers era, wasn't a great quarterback but it's a quarterback that fits mike williams you know yeah. you can get into defense and kickers but those are a crapshoot every week and honestly trevor lawrence let's not act like he can't develop over the year let's we're not going to see eight points or whatever it is out of trevor lawrence every week he could eventually turn into a starter a fantasy to who though what's that i said who's he going to throw to though marvin jones with this, yes, this that's gonna be my next point because marvin jones is sitting on his bench who's Trevor Lawrence's only target is Marvin Jones. I don't know why Marvin Jones isn't in Larry's lineup every week. Marvin Jones is legit fantasy value. He's not great. He's not a, the sexy name in fantasy. He's another like a Keenan Allen, a guy that you just kind of, you put him in every week, you feel good about him, and he's going to give you 10 points and you're going to walk away. He's not going to be a world beater, but he's a consistent winning piece. Larry has pieces here to be at least a 500 team. Rondell Moore, we talked, David touched on. He's been explosive week one and two. Whether that will continue, I have no idea. He's like five foot seven and runs like the wind. But if Kyler Murray, you know, they might have like the short guy connection where they're just tossing touchdowns to each other. I have no idea. Yeah, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm in agreement. I'm, I'm maybe not as bullish, but I'm, I am in agreement. I, I think he's closer than we thought he was. Looking at his receivers, I do think that's a solid core. Um, Jared Goff's going to have a lot to do. If, if Jared Goff can make up a little bit of the lack of production he has at running back, Larry will be he'll, – he'll stick around. So, at the very least, I, I need – Larry, I'm talking directly to you right now. You should be commended for the work you did with what you had in the draft, and he was very smart. And what you traded away already. Immediately after the draft, he was very smart in picking up a bunch of young guys, potential keepers with the new James Robinson rule. 
Very smart. He traded Aaron Rodgers away. That was not intelligent. If he had Aaron Rodgers on his roster right hey, now, after, we'd be after week one, it was. Yeah, that's for week one, week two. And who so he traded? I, I think really quick, we trade. should we should talk about Jim though. Very briefly. Yes. Um. Right. I I I like Jim's team. They played like duty. Um. Steelers played like duty, which hurt him because Chase Claypool didn't really do anything. Dallas Goddard, not a believer. Sam, maybe you can correct me. Um, no. Kareem Hunt, I just don't love his um, his 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 share of carries. Um, he gets a decent amount, but it's just he's not as efficient as Nick Chubb. Uh, Saquon, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know what to expect, honestly. It's really – I mean, if not for Tom Brady just having – an amazing game again. Jim probably flirts with like the lowest point total in, in you know of the season so far. Yeah, Jim. And for Lord's sake, please drop Todd Gurley from your team. You're <laughs> wasting a bench spot. <laughs> he's holding out hope. He's holding out hope that he'll sign. I don't think he's gonna get signed. I and he has an empty bench spot if I'm seeing this correctly on on the uh the fantasy app. It looks like unless that's no, IR spot. Travis DT and the IR spot. Never mind. Yeah. He doesn't have an empty spot. He just has an empty IR. Um but no, Todd Gurley's just empty spot. Please drop him. Um, you have three quarterbacks between your starter and the two on your bench. There's just some lineup optimization that could really help Jim's team. Um, and going back to Larry real fast, I think Danny Dimes, as we were talking about, is a free agent. He's a better quarterback fantasy option than Jared Goff. I don't. I know we don't give a ton of advice on this show, but Larry, as a guy, you know, we faced off in the championship twice. Um, just yeah, I'll, I'll end it there. That's I'm very confident Larry would not pick up Daniel Jones because he is he's too far into the Daniel Jones stinks. He 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 would never hear the end of it from me if he picked up Daniel Jones, so I think he knows it's not worth it for him. But uh-huh. I agree with you, Sam. Well, let's move on to our next matchup. Yeah, we'll move on to our ma- next matchup, but before that, let's get a word in from our sponsor. Thank you to our sponsor. That was a great great segment there. Uh We'll get back into the recaps. Uh, one of the ones that I want to go over, one of these matchups, is uh, one of our very own hosts, Team Dunning versus Good Ankles. Uh, kind of a disappointing matchup if you're David, uh, on scoring 81 points. Got a lot of disappointment from that running back room. Miles Gaskin put up 4.6. Melvin Gordon, 6.9. That's, that, that's not a nice. It's not nice. Uh, did get solid production from Devontae Adams. But I think the biggest disappointment, the, there are actually two disappointments now that I'm looking at it. Uh, Tyree Kill and Darren Waller just did not, not living up to their projections this week. Uh, and on the flip side, you know, Rob's team, Rob's team also has a little disappointments there and Antonio Gibson, AJ Brown. Uh, but he, he, he got a big game. And this is the player that, that I was talking about just a few minutes ago uh, who cost me my season last year. And that's fucking Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett is looking wow. like a wide receiver. The F-bomb on him. Yeah, Tyler Lockett's looking like... <laughs> looking like chef. <laughs> Tyler Lockett's looking like the number one wide receiver out in Seattle this year. Uh, and it's pissing me off, quite frankly. Because last year, he, definitely, he was maybe the number th- three option game to game uh, between th- two and three behind DK who's fallen off a cliff somewhere. Uh, I'm happy to see Tyler Lockett doing so well. You know, he's, is he the top wide receiver in this league? He is. He's averaging 22.9. Uh, 
uh, per game in this league. And I, 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 I would like to credit that to Team Brandon's staff, kind of helping him hone those talents and then taking the team dunning in the offseason. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think Tyler Lockett is the reason Rob won this game. Um, having that ball-out performance, like TJ Hawkinson also did well. Clyde edwards Lair, another player. Don't know what yeah. happened to him. Not that it matters, um, but while we're talking about wide receivers that we used to carry on our teams that have been blowing up this year, as you guys know, I held Cooper Cup on my roster for the last mm. two years. I, I see I'm him on Rob's bench. On, he's sitting on Rob's bench being the number two wide receiver in the fantasy league this year. Um, but this year, you know, after a, a rather disappointing last year, you know, he's always a third, four-round pick kind of guy. I just didn't think he was worth it this year. I passed on him. And uh, you know what? He's making me look like a fool right now because he is the number two wide receiver. So good for Rob for having uh, – top two wide receivers in the league on top of a running back room that looks like Christian McCaffrey, Antonio Gibson, and, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Elair has kind of been quiet this year so far. But um, Rob's team looks very, very good. Um, I take my week one win as very, very lucky as seeing what he's capable of now. Um, And as a league member, as we all are, we should all be very, very scared. And that's my big takeaway from this game. David, what are your thoughts? I mean, I don't have too many thoughts. Basically, we're disappointed with our performance uh, in week two. Week one, we we looked okay, but we, you know, we knew we uh, we squeaked one out against um, against John Luca, against newcomer John Luca. So coming into this week, we kind of knew it was going to be tough. But I mean, we know the running back room is weak. Josh Jacobs being out really hurt because he what he did perform last week. Um, so that hurt. Uh, Tyree kill three points, just can't have it. Just cannot have it. Darren Waller, you know, six and a half, can't have it. Justin Herbert, 16 and a half points against the Dallas defense. Can't have it. Especially when it's on my love list. Washington. Exactly. I was, I was, I was bought in. I was bought in Washington's defense against the giants. Two points. Can't have it. I'm a giants fan. I know that you cannot afford to have your defense score two points against the giants offense. It's not supposed to happen. Um, so a lot of disappointment to go around. I do think we're going to clean it up. I do think we're going to, we're going to turn back around. There's too much talent on this roster to score 81 points week in, week out. We're actively, I posted this in the Facebook group. I'm going to use this as an as open floor. So I'm going to say on it, good ankles. I have it on good authority by good authority. I mean, I'm the owner. We are actively pursuing trades for running backs. Come talk. We're open for business. What about quarterbacks? Two sprained ankles. Well, yeah, he'll be fr- he'll be thrown into any deal. Got it. Okay, that's good to know. Good yeah. to know. I have that advantage. Yeah. Um, David, floor is yours. What matchup do you want to see? You want to talk about next? All right. Well, next up, I got a. Uh, I've got Sean. Sean and Julie. Um, just an absolute ass kicking. Um, Sean scores 148 and a half points. That's the highest uh, point point total we've had this year. Um, Julie just really never got the batter for the bat off her shoulder um shout out to jason sanders julie's kicker for a fat zero um, i had a, hard to do as a kicker i had to double check to make sure like she wouldn't get a strike this week yeah yeah <laughs> no they just got beat 35 nothing um so i mean it's not really his fault there's nothing he can do about it he didn't miss any kicks or anything um you know just a bad week for julie and there's i mean there's you you're not gonna be able to do anything as Julie in like in Julie's position, there's no way you're going to compete when Sean 
Sean's quarterback, running back, like running back one and defense alone beat Julie. That's a problem. That's just, is, what are you going to do? There's not much you can do when they, when a guy scores 89 points on you or 78 points on you, you know, in a blink of an eye, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. I mean, my only takeaway from the game, obviously welcome back to the green Bay Packers um, after being away for week one, whatever they were doing. Um, so Sean's team, you're in good hands as long as they continue to play like that, which we'll wait and see Detroit's not a great, I mean, it's a great matchup for them, but not a great test really to, to call them fully back. And I wouldn't expect, you know, obviously four touchdowns at Aaron Jones, what an incredible performance, but you're not going to see that every week, but he looks like he's good to go. Aaron Rodgers is getting right. Um, my only thing with Julie's team, again, she don't, she didn't have much of a chance there, but James Robinson is still struggling as, you know, a second running back option. there. someone that's usually, you know, a former Sam Demick, um, a former good ankle as well. Yeah. He was traded for a fifth round pick. Um, Overall, you hate to see him struggle, but I mean that Jaguars offense just looks terrible right now. And so bad. He was getting more snaps this week. Last week, you know, I kind of chalked it up to Carlos Hyde. But even with getting more snaps this week and you know, a couple more rushing attempts, I don't have all the numbers in front of me right now. Six point four fantasy points. Why, James Robinson? <laughs> we we all like you. And Allen Robinson, both Robinsons are letting us down. It's kind of an insult to the name here, but uh, <laughs> you know, poor Julie. We we hope for a better week for uh, in week three for Julie and the Oz Broncos. Yeah, yeah, just kind of it's basically what you were saying earlier. The Packer Sean will live and die by the Packers offense yeah. and how well they do. Um, and generally, that's a good that's a good strategy. That's not a bad strategy. Yeah, yeah. it's not like he's living and dying by the Jaguars offense, like Larry's benches, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, third, it's hard to beat. Uh, I didn't even realize that that his quarterback, running back, defense all could have beat Julie. Yeah. Uh, that's hard to do. Not much. Not much I can say there. Yeah. I mean, clearly, Sean is, Sean, after that embarrassing week one, um, really shut us up nice and quick. So, he did. yeah. So, Godspeed, Sean. Well, keep, keeping the segue there from embarrassing week ones to quarterback, running back, booms, and fantasy. Um, Kyle, it's time to uh, talk about your matchup with Nick. Uh, do we have to? I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, at what point in Derrick Henry's performance did you realize that your team was just screwed? You know, as someone who played against, I think it was Larry who had Camaro when he put up like six touchdowns or whatever it was. You just sit there as a fantasy manager and just watch your, you know, your hopes and dreams for that week just blow into a million pieces. Where, where was that for you? Did you ever think you had a chance? What was this? Was this a one o'clock game or a four o'clock game? This was a four o'clock game. Four o'clock game. I don't know. I think I got a notification that he was at two touchdowns. I think that's where it hit. I was like, all right, I'm not beating this. Uh, especially after earlier in the day, you know, Eli Mitchell had put up a solid 5.3. Devonta Smith had a 1.6. Um, once I saw their, their performances, I kind of knew it would be tough, especially knowing that Mahomes was going uh, later in the night. My only hope was that he threw exclusively to Travis Kelsey uh, and try to make up that point differential there. But yeah, I there's not much I can say. Like if I'm gonna lose to somebody, I'd rather lose to somebody with who has a running back against you, 42 points. Um, it is disappointing that Mike Gazicki 
had 4.1 points on a winning team. Um, but yeah, it was a tough week for Team Brandis. We're in a uh, we're in an O and two hole, and uh, we're just gonna try our best to climb out of it. It's, it's a long season, Kyle. It's a long season. It's fourteen it's weeks long. this year. It's a long season. It's a long season. You're gonna Plenty be okay. Time to make it up. But too much. There's too much talent on that roster, Kyle. <laughs> too much Thanks. talent to to lose to win less games than Larry. Yeah, Josh Allen's got to live up to last year's Josh Allen for me. So does. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Is, Dalvin, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook's not – I mean, Dalvin Cook's doing okay. Dalvin Cook's being Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's tough when fantasy pros ranks my team as having the worst wide receiver in the league. Yes, I do have this league set up in fantasy pros that sink. And they ranked me at the worst wide receiver room. I'm sorry. It's, it's bad. But let's hear everyone else's thoughts. Let's hear why my team sucked ass and – I don't – I mean, you just you, – you, you bet on Eli Mitchell, and it made sense. A lot of people were betting. Eli Mitchell was a hot commodity in fantasy this week. On my hate list. At, on Sam's hate list. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you were expecting better than five points. Devonta Smith, it's a bad matchup against the 49ers. You knew that going in. Um, you know, Kelsey did his thing, but – Really, nobody else did. Robert Woods is um, – right now, Robert Woods is the ugly stepchild of Cooper Cup. Um, I, I still hold Robert Woods top five wide receiver season. Portland Sutton had 15.9 fantasy Shut points. The are, you gonna, are you going to write Are you gonna write Robert Woods as a hot take? Oh, I already did. Oh, you did? Okay, I just wanted to make sure. That was the first hot take of the year. Um, Actually, no, the first one was that the Rams are going to be NFC champs. Okay. Um. And Josh Allen needs to be better. Josh Allen, a lot of weeks last week, last year, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like um, Josh Allen won you games last year. Josh Allen won me a lot of games last year. He won you a lot of games, so, and he's not doing it right now. So, And the Bills, you know, what sucks is, getting, is only getting 20 and a half fantasy points from the quarterback of a team who wins 35 nothing. Yeah. That shouldn't happen, but it did. You're going to be fine. I hope. I hope Brandon Cooks is looking good. That nice wide receiver one is the literally the only option. Well, Tyrod Taylor is now out, so um, have fun with Davis Mills as Brandon Cooks quarterback. Thanks. I'm just letting you know. If you'd like to trade, I'm more than willing to talk. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sam, anything from you? I mean, you know, just other than – being right about Eli Mitchell in the trade so far, I, I feel uh, I feel pretty good about myself there. I feel bad for you, Kyle. I'm um, yeah. getting fleeced by Sean like that. Coming up, Cortland Sutton, who's just sitting on his bench. He's on vacation. He's just hanging out. He's not even putting up fantasy points that count. Hey, um, Young Way Koo. Young Way Koo is the centerpiece of that trade. That you know he was there too, and that honestly, there's still hope for you, Kyle. I don't count you out there. Obviously, again, same thing as we talked about with Julie. It's hard to to look at 70 combined points from a quarterback and wide or running back one and really expect you had a hope this week. So if there was any week where you're going to put up hundred points and have a dud, it may as well be in a game that you probably didn't have much of a shot in anyway. So I'd take solace in that. Um, Eli Mitchell did have a lot of touches though. That's one thing, you know, he was on my hate list because I thought obviously the bad matchup, but I didn't think he would get, he had 17 rushing attempts. That's it, volume in fantasy is always King that and touchdowns. Um, so he'll find the red zone at some point. I'm sure you'll be fine in that trade. Um, I just like to have some fun with it. Now the wide receivers, there's some room for concern. 
Um, Devontae Smith obviously had a great week one, the complete opposite in week two. There's, um, but as you're kind of talking about, you have cooks, you have some other options there. Um, you know, I'm sure somewhere in the waiver wire, there's a, there's a blooming wide receiver this year's Travis Fulgham, some practice squad guy that's going to blow up on the Eagles offense. We don't know. Um, but I have hope for you if that's your only concern is that you need, because Robert Woods is a very good wide receiver. Number two, um, you know, he's borderline a wide receiver. Number one, not so far at the start of it. Year, but just per season, you see that. So there's some upside there. Travis Kelsey um, being, you know, a very good tight end as well. So I think you're in a good spot. Um, just tough week, tough matchup with Nick there. Yeah, real tough matchup. And uh, so the fifth, I think that's a good segue into our last matchup of the week, which is, you know, John Luca had a real tough matchup this week against the new number one team in the power rankings. Just win, baby. Sam Robinson, the Sam Demix. Uh, Kyler Murray's looking like the MVP, you know, week two. Week two. Week two uh, MVP. He's the week two MVP. Uh, well, don't give away the week, weekly awards yet. Well, he wasn't my week two MVP. Oh, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll okay. get there. But, uh, the running backs for the Sam Demix went off. Nick Chubb, 16 points. Najee Harris finally had – Really had that game that everyone was hoping. Uh, the football match with Harris. Yeah, 14.1. Uh, got some, the guy we talked about earlier, Keenan Allen, got you a solid 10, 11 points. Uh, Kyle Pitts, another rookie, uh, exceeding expectations, 7.3. Um, and that Broncos defense going against Jacksonville. Jacksonville is going to be one of those teams where you just got to stream the defenses. Um, yeah, and the Broncos have the Jets next week, next week as well. So get ready for another, uh, hopefully, big defensive points from uh, my defense there. Uh, and then looking at John Lucas' team, the more I look at John Lucas' team, the more I might hate it more than Larry's. Um, <laughs> Tyler Higby, I don't have much faith in him at all as a tight end. Uh, he doesn't have another one on his bench. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson is going to fall into a sophomore slump. Um, you know, I guess you can't say that because he had 12.5 points a game, but season long, I, I, I don't think he'll be able to put up that production each game. Uh, Debo Samuel was good for another week. Yeah, Debo, Debo Samuel looks, is, it looks like the best receiver on that on the 49ers. The problem is the 49ers just aren't very interested in throwing the ball. Right. Hey, I need them to not be interested in throwing the ball. That's true, yeah. That's true. I want them to live and die by Eli Mitchell. Uh, but the biggest qualm I have with John Lucas' team is James Winston as a starting quarterback. And I know what I said week one show, that James Winston has potential for a 50-touchdown season, I guess. Uh, I know I said that week one. But he also has potential for a 50-interception season. Yeah. Um, and just putting up 8.34 points. That's not going to get wins this year. Um, you know, it, it, James Winston should not be a starting fantasy quarterback. He was after week one. I'll admit that. Right now, he's ranked as the number 13 quarterback. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking at his stats right now. Game one through five touchdowns. Week two, no no touchdowns, two interceptions. I mean, it's just – it's just tip, it, that's just – that's what James Winston is. It, it's what James Winston has been his entire career. Um, I think we said this, Sam and I said this last week, um, about John Lucas team. 
Jameis Winston is the five touchdown Jameis Winston. He could win every single week. He could, he could win any given week. Cause I actually, unlike you, Kyle, I actually don't hate his roster as a whole. I think if you compare the, the Owen two rosters, put it that way. Mm-hmm. I think his roster has the highest, the highest floor of those teams. I think Debo Samuel wow. is going to continue to be a, so like, good. Oh yeah. I forgot your team. <laughs> wow. I was say Kyle's an 0 and 2 team. That's a pretty good 0 and 2. No, your wide receivers are kind of ass. Hey, hey, Robert Woods, top five season, baby. I, I, I think I might, I might stick with my, I might stick with it. I might stick with my, uh, with my statement. Um, That's where you're going. Hot take sheet. Hot take sheet. Um, you know, Zeke, Zeke has been really a wild card. Sam, you, you mentioned Tony Pollard earlier. I think Tony Pollard is killing Zeke owners right now. Um, I, I like I do like his receivers. Daryl Henderson at your flex is pretty solid. And if you look at his bench, he's got he last week he had or this week he had a ton of production sitting on his bench. Not necessarily that he made bad moves because a lot of them were wide receivers, but he's got a pretty deep bench. You know, Hollywood Brown had a really good week. Um, DJ Moore had a really good week, and the Panthers actually looked pretty pretty like serviceable. Zach Moss looked pretty good. So. Sleeper Darnell Mooney has 15 targets in the first two weeks. Yeah. The, the efficiency is not there, but the volume is there. And, and I think, like we said last week, I think if Jameis has, if Jameis puts up a dud, it's going to be hard for Luca to win. Um, do I think that Luca should, do I think that Luca should maybe consider picking up a uh, quarterback on the waiver wire? I absolutely do. Cause I do think he could win some games. He's also gotten like by far the worst luck when it comes to like how the schedule shook out. Because he starts the he started the league by playing me, then Sam, and then he plays Rob next week. That toughest division. In T- he, he's in the That's toughest how. division, and we play all of the division. You know, you play all, all division the first three weeks. So That's just it's rough. So I do yeah, think dude, I think when he gets out of week, I think we get into week four and on. I think he'll start winning some games, but I think maybe he should address uh, quarterback. Yeah, and, and Kyler Murray is amazing. Yeah, Kyler Murray for MVP. Season long, my good friend. Um, All right. So, speaking of MVP, should we get into the weekly awards? Yeah. So, I'm in. Perfect. Um, everyone's favorite, the weekly MVP. Who do we have? I uh, I touched on it already. Derek Henry won Nick that game. It's not much I can I... say other than 41 point performance. Hold on. I uh, I forgot I what I said. If, if you're I'll, I'll go give while you're finding your notes there please do um you know the mvp this week for me was not more so about who put up the most points but where it counted and uh jared goff came through for larry for a monday night miracle to put up however many points i forget what the exact total was um but jared goff being as inconsistent as he was i wasn't really sure that was a lock and a win for larry um to get 20 points and a win out of him that's mvp you know he showed up when it mattered and he dinked and dunked and checked down probably the entire game, but he got enough points. He got him the win. Larry's a two and O team, which is more than I think both of you can say. Yep. Yep. That's so, two yeah. more than I can say. Jared Goff, week two MVP for me. Interesting. Uh, week two MVP for me is going to be the 35 and a half points that Aaron Jones put forward um, towards uh, the Gotham rogues putting up 148 points. Um, 
we, you know, we've talked about it. Four touchdowns. It's just really. It was just stupid good. It was just awesome. stupid good. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to touch on that too much here. Um, in terms of pickup of the week, what did you guys see? What was your, uh, some of your favorites there? I'll, I'll speak for David and I both. Uh, Sam, you hit on all these points before. Uh, Jared Goff, you know, being able to pick up a quarterback like that to get you a win off the waiver wire. Uh, at least in my book, gets pickup of the week for me. So when it comes to pickups of the week, I wasn't sure if this was restricted just to free agency or if it was any acquisition. Um, and if we're talking about trades as well, even though he didn't start for the value that he gave up, uh, Cortland Sutton, with Jerry Judy being injured, is right now the only viable target on the Broncos' offense, which isn't great, but is good enough. And putting up 15.9 fantasy points, while he didn't contribute immediately as Sean benched him this week, that was my favorite pickup. I don't, I know you guys picked Jared Goff and he was my MVP this week. However, I just don't see him season long value being that sort of game changing pickup. So I really, my favorite pickup this week was trading for Kurt, Cortland Sutton by Sean and the Gotham Rogues. That's fair. I might have to Sorry, disagree guys. with you on him being the uh, only wide receiver in that Broncos offense. Tim Patrick is also just absolutely killing it. I think he has like nine catches in each of the games this year. How many fantasy points is that? Uh, he hasn't been on my radar, if I'm being honest with you. Tim Patrick? Hold on, I got to look. Let me pull it up there. Uh, Tim Patrick is averaging 9.8 fantasy points. Yes. I'm sorry. He didn't have nine receptions. He had nine points per game, which yeah, I, Cortland, I feel like is fairly solid. Cortland Sun had a dud of the first game. Though. You're talking about four targets a game, though. I can't rely on a fantasy guy that has four targets a game. I can't That's afford I, those targets. You can't do it. You just can't That's do how it. I die in fantasy. I don't get four targets a game. Fair. So, uh, yeah, Corlin Sutton's my guy. With, until, you know, my beloved Jerry Judy returns from his injury. Get well soon. Um, we're thinking of you, Jerry. All right. Um, Fantrax player of the week. Who was our disappointments? David, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I'll start. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with one of my own, uh, Tyree Kill. Uh, what do you have? Three freaking points. Yeah, I think three points. Maybe. Yeah, I think he had two point nine. Um, uh, not that it probably would have made a difference, but just like I said, can't have it. Just not. I when when the Chiefs score 30, 35 points and Tyree Kill has two or has three. D- disappointment. Pure disappointment. I had him as well as my. Uh... Franchise player of the week. I really won't echo anything and waste some time here. But yeah, just bad. Sorry, David. He sucked this week. Love Sam Demick of, of the past. One of these weeks, Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill are going to play well at the same time and watch the fuck out. The planets will align. It'll be the one week you play the highest scoring team. Yeah, probably. Um, I, I, I disagreed. I did put, I did have Tyree King consideration, but I said Dak Prescott. Uh, having less than seven and a half points from your quarterback is just god-awful um it hurts especially when you're the lowest scoring team in the league and lost only to the second lowest scoring team in the league <laughs> for the week um you know had your quarterback even got you 10 points which is still fairly bad by quarterback standards in fantasy um ty Dak just really was disappointing for the gill franchise this week so i'm naming him my uh fan tracks player of the week 
All right. And uh, getting into our bench regrets. I was originally going to pick Gronk. And then now that I'm looking at the show notes, I see that everybody else picked Gronk. So sorry for the spoiler there. Um, So I'm going to switch mine up real fast, actually, and say that Jim should have started Devin Singletary instead of literally either of his two running backs. And he would have beat Larry this week. So he is my new bench regret instead of Gronk. Um, I'll let one of you guys touch on Gronky. David, this is your hill to die on. Gronk. I mean, I, I said it before. I, I told you. I told you, Alex, to start Rob Gronkowski. If you had, you would have won. I. To be fair, this isn't a fantasy football advice podcast. I never said it was. You actually, I, I distinctly remember one of you two saying not to follow your advice. I think I was, I think it was me. I was like, not that anybody asked for my advice, but you know, I think there was a lot of logic behind it. And from this, I would just, okay, Alex, you missed it once. Don't miss it again. I don't care what the projections say until Rob Gronkowski does not catch a touchdown. You start him. What are you doing in week three? Are you are you advising to start Rob Gronkowski for a third straight week? You figure out a way to get him in your lineup. I don't know who you need to bench in your flex or Mark Andrews, who P.S. hasn't been very good this year so far. You figure it out. You get him in your freaking lineup because he's going to keep catching touchdowns. He's going to keep smiling, and you're going to keep being upset. Start him. He's not going to start Gronk at all until the one week he plays you, and Gronk will just oh, I, and obliterate. He's going to go you. absolutely off, and, and I would, be, be, I would that... be happy about it. I would enjoy that. <laughs> uh, that's all. Gosh, well, that's that's it for our weekly awards. Uh, we'll get into our special sponsorship break. Yeah, we'll go for another sponsorship break. Uh, it's a doozy, it's a doozy of a one. Uh, here we go. All right, and thank you to our lovely sponsors, as always. Um, so we're going to get us, get us uh, into the back half of this, uh, of this week two episode. Um, and I'm going to start us off with a, um, a, our next segment, a little buy-sell segment. So uh, I'm going to give Sam and Kyle a statement. And I need to know from you guys if you're buying that statement or you're selling that statement. Sound good? Real seem fair. Yeah, fair. Fair is a good word. Okay. Let's do it. So, first, are we buying or are we selling Larry's fast start of 2-0? Sell. Sell, sell, sell. We heard what I had to say earlier. I'm buying into Larry. Just win, baby. Let's go. His team's not good. His team is not good. His team's not going to be able to sustain. It's not about his team being good. It's about his team not being bad. His team is bad, though. He's winning because he has bad matchups. There's no way he has bad matchups for 14 weeks of the season. How many teams – I'm going to go through the, the list right now. Where did he rank team-wise in terms of scoring? Because we had a couple 70-pointers. We had he a couple was, of other low He scoring. scored more than me. He scored more than John Luca. He scored I'm, more than Jim, obviously. Then Cress, Gill. That's four teams already. He technically decimal-wise scored more than you, Kyle. That's five. Julie, six. David seven. He's he outscored half the league, and you're he also him. averages second to last point, second to last in average points per game. Okay, well that's through two weeks, and he had a very bad. He got his first win from the week one matchup, but still, if he was one and one, I'd still be buying in as a 500 team. I'm not. I'm buying. Not. We'll, we'll, a, we can go on about this all day. Buying. This is a hard sell. 
uh, opposite of that GameStop stuff. So we have happening. we have <laughs> so we have a sell from Kyle and a buy from Sam, an emphatic buy from Sam, and an emphatic sell from Kyle. Yeah, Larry's a polarizing figure. Yeah, he knows it too. Yeah. All right. Uh, second, Kyler Murray will finish as QB one this year. Bye, baby. Bye. That's a that's a big buy. I don't think that's I don't think that's necessarily like I think after two weeks, like yeah, obviously you can say that, but think about some of the other quarterbacks in the NFL. Well, I'm saying you think you, think you think over the entire season he's going to hold off on Mahomes. I'm talking QB one overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I, yep. I hear what you're saying. And he's going to hold off quarterback. Mahomes, he's going to hold off Brady at this. I mean, at this rate, Brady is up there too. Brady is up there. Yeah, you have to think about though. In terms, if Lamar Jackson was off to a hot start, I'd be a little bit more worried. Lamar Jackson can do it with his legs at an equal level as Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray moves better out of the pocket, rushes, scrambles, and honestly is a very good decision maker. Yeah. Is the O-line from what I've seen in the limited, you know, Cardinals games that I actually watch looks pretty solid, protects him pretty well. He has great awareness when he's in the pocket. His throwing, is it Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady level? No, but his weapons there, I mean, you're throwing to DeAndre Hopkins. Like, you don't even have to be a great you don't have to be a best thrower to throw. Gotta get it near him. I mean, we watched the Hail Mary last year. The D hops down there somewhere. <laughs> Kyler sure. Murray's going to be a very good quarterback this year because he's throwing the ball better than he has in his career. And we already know that he's a plus runner just in general. You know, it's that Lamar Jackson year that we saw. What was that? Two years ago at this point now. Yeah. Yeah. Kyler Murray's going to have a good year and the wide receivers just keep getting better and better. And don't sleep on AJ Green, folks. He's a he's a, a Sandemic bench player. He's gonna he's gonna come out with some vengeance later this year. Yeah, yeah. That wide those wide receivers over Phoenix are uh, are pretty good. Diop, but then even guys like we were touching on earlier, rookie Rondell Moore has looked good so far. Christian uh, Kirk just got Christian Kirk. Here. We Christian have four Kirk rostered had... um, wide receivers from the Cardinals. That just shows you how good their wide receivers and their offense can be, and Kyler's potential. So I'm buying. They are. Yeah. Kyler, Kyler was even an MVP for uh are we talking an NFL MVP or SJU FFL MVP? Both. Because he was in consideration for both, I guess, last year. Um, but no, that's another hard a hard buy for me. As hard, well. buy. hard buy. Okay, so we're, so we're buying Kyler Murray. GameStop. GameStop. All right. This one hits close to home. So currently the 48th ranked running back, Saquon Barkley. Will finish as a top five running back this year. Now, are you saying from here on out or season total? Not that it makes the biggest difference, but I'm just curious. I'm gonna say season total. It's only week two. So he can make up the points. He can make up the points when I'm selling. I I I think he'll get into top twenty range, but definitely not top five. I would have okay, how about from this point on? Still selling. I don't think I would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. My expectation is that he finishes top 12. I would be surprised and pleasant if he finishes top 10. Um, Number one, as you know, with your Giants, they're not good. Hey. In order to be a good running back, your team has to be kind of good. You have to have, listen, when they're down in games to even the Eagles and the Cowboys, who aren't very good football teams either, you're not going to be handing the ball off to Barkley. In oh, but Jason Garrett game. will be handing it off. That's that's part of the problem. Maybe, maybe he will. Maybe I don't know enough about Jason Garrett. <laughs> but I mean, you're and granted, Barkley's a part of the pass game too. But no, I see him being somewhere in the top twelve. I think he's gonna. You know, this isn't the final form of you know Mr. Barkley, but 
I just don't think the Giants offense is good enough. And I don't think he's what he used to be when, you know, he was a young, spry, healthy boy two years ago when he was a rookie or whenever that was to, to be a top five fantasy running back. Yeah. Yeah. That O-line sucks. Yeah, they do. They yeah. Do. Can't, can't tough, block tough Drafted third overall. He's right. got a, how, what, how many points does he have this year total? Do we know fantasy wise? Uh, I want to say, I want to say like 10. So like Aaron Jones is already like four times ahead of him just for his performance last week. Around that, yeah. Okay, no further questions, Your Honor. Uh, he has season stats. He has nine point six. Yeah, because I know he had like seven this week. Okay. So yeah, Jones, Camara, um, Chubb's probably gonna have a better season than him being a homer that I am. Henry. Henry. Oh, McCaffrey. Dalvin Henry. Cook. DMC, Dalvin Cook. Okay, I'm just All right. asking. All right. yeah, so don't forget about Team Brady's staple, Dalvin Cook. We just named six running backs that are that I comfortably think could have a better maybe maybe I'd put Chubb below him. I was I was being a homer there, but still five. So that's outside the top five. Okay. Selling. All right. Number four. Sean Maliga and the Gotham Rogues are back. I'll start it. I'm buying. I am totally buying. You're his down week in week one. If the Packers weren't having a historically awful week one, we wouldn't be worried about the Gothenburgs. They'd be a 2-0 team that just scored 150 points. It sucks that he's, you know, lost to Larry on just the absolute definition of a fantasy clunk. <laughs> I mean, everyone on this roster was terrible. And that showed because he literally doubled his point total this week. He's back. I'm buying. I'm in. This week was not a fluke. I mean, you know, higher than the average, but... He's a good team. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm trying not to buy too much into that week one performance. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm going to buy. Looking at his running backs, Aaron Jones is going to be a top five, as we just said. Chris Carson will still be serviceable as a definitely a uh, you know RB two. That's a very uh, good RB two. Very good RB two. Scary Terry and Stefan's great wide receiver one two to have even now with you know big. Uh, Big proponent of Sam's Courtney Sutton on his bench. True. Um, he has a dual threat. He has dual threat quarterbacks. Uh, he can either plug in Aaron Rodgers or Lamar, whatever, whenever he yeah, sees if, fit. That's a blessing. Quarterback room there. Yeah, it's a blessing to have. Um, now I'm buying in that the Gotham Rogues are back. Um, I just hope that they don't win a third championship. So I like seeing some parity in the league. Well, that's a good segue to number five. Um, the eventual champion will come from the Dave Duda division. I got to see some the Dave Duda. Division. The Dave Duda division is Sam Robinson, Rob Dunning, myself, and John Luca. Well, I'll tell you what. I am buying that over and over and over again. <laughs> I think when you look at the depth of our division, and I feel bad because I feel like uh, – John Luca, as we talked about, is going to be in the ringer a little bit. He's when you're when you're missing a quarterback, and maybe again, Danny Dimes is on the waiver wire. That's that if he has a good season, then I think we're talking about John Luca a little bit more. But with famous Jameis right now, um, you need. I wish I had some wordplay of that, but you just need to get rid of Jameis. I have nothing there. Um, yeah, that's a very good division, very deep teams. I know David and Rob both sold a lot last year towards the end of the season to acquire some draft capital to make their teams very good and. 
I just happened to have a very good team fall into my lap during the draft. So, yeah, I'm buying. I'm looking at these divisions. And, John Luca, I'm holding out hope for you as well. But, uh, again, just Jameis as your quarterback isn't going to get you a championship. I I really want to sell it. I really want to sell it. You want to, but can you? I can. I can sell it. I can sell it. You can sell it. Okay, sell it to me. Oh, God, I didn't know. Brent selling it. it. I don't want to after that. <laughs> no, I think I, I, I think last week we just said Gotham Rogues are back. I think they can win Jeff Arnold division pretty outright. Uh, get one of those coveted bye weeks uh, that now not every division winner is guaranteed. Um, so I think that definitely helps them. I think that the Dave Duda division will cannibalize itself. Um, you know, may, may play themselves out of one of those top two seeds uh, and have to go against, you know, a, 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 a team like Matt or Nick where you, I think the Mark Bass division is, uh, will be sneaky competitive this year. Uh, I don't see too much competition for Sean in the Jeff Arnold division, maybe other than Jim. Um, it's not Larry. Larry's not back. Um, <laughs> But I, 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 the Dave Duda vision just, I think it's too good for their own good. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to sell that. I think the champion will either come from Jeff Island division or the best uh, St. Joseph's assistant coach of all time, Mark Bass. Okay. All right. Well, I do, I was going to do five, but I do have one more. It'll be really quick. John Luca will finish with less than three wins. It's in the same vein as the as the last question, because I do think John Lucas he's going to get handed a lot of losses in the Dave Duda division. But that's only what half the season. Where do we, are we in a fourteen week season? And yeah, we it's fourteen other... weeks, so less than half. But we know, Sam, you hate his roster. I, do hate, his roster. I, I hate his roster. Kyle I hate his roster. Are we assuming that Jameis Winston's going to stay the starting quarterback all season? We're no, going to his roster as it stands right now. Uh, bye. That he will have less than three wins then. No, I'm selling that. I, I'm a big believer in the Dave Duda division. I think we just <laughs> is excellent. Um, so solely because he's in, and again, he's getting thrown through the ringer these first couple of games. You know, um, two teams that absolutely sold the farms last year. There's nothing that he can do about that. You just walked into two giant rosters. And again, mine through some tactical drafting and, you know, some good GM ship, a um, couple of waiver wire pickups here and there. You know, it's a, it's a, it's the toughest division, I think, and I don't even know if that's much of a debate, um, but I think that'll make him stronger going into out of division play. Um, I think he'll go through and steamroll a couple of those uh, those other leagues or other uh, divisions. Okay. I uh, I kind of want to start calling these conferences so we can have in conference play and out and non conference play. Sure, I'd be fine with that. That's fine with me. All right, and from here on, commissioner executive ruling. These will be conferences from now on. All right. Okay. So the Dave Duda conference, so we're the DDC. Yes, you are the DDC, uh, Mark Bass, the MDC, and uh, Jeff Arnold is the GAC. GA. The GAC. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we have I hope we have division winner or a conference winning championships then. I would love a, a DDC if I won the uh, won the conference this year. We'll we'll get you a signed Dave Duda piece of paper. I would want his like face on the t shirt. That says like DDC 
2021. If you win the championship, you can do whatever you want with your money. That's very true. March for everyone, league-wide. All right, that's uh, it. That's it for buy-sell. That's it. Buy-sell. Uh, perfect. Great segment, David. Thank you. Uh, isn't he doing great in his first full-time show? Sam? Appreciate it. So the same, David's also been on the same amount of shows I have, so I guess I don't really have room to speak. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm the veteran here. You are um, which veteran. means I'm going to segue us into Pick'ems. You are. It's your show now, Sam. I'm the captain now. All right. Can we so get a, a quick recap? How were our Pick'ems last week? Yeah, I got you for that. Because uh, mine were horrible. Yeah, David, you went one and five. Uh, your uh, lone win came from picking Sam. Thanks, Sam. Uh, you know, contrary to what Sam said, uh, like Sam was saying, we have a rundown sheet, a uh, Google Doc. I did enter my pickums last week. Yeah, I didn't uh, see him. That's my bad, guys. Uh, Sam and I both went three and three. Uh, so for the season, we'll go by win percentage, I guess, standings this year. David will have one less week than Sam and I. Uh, David coming in last place with a solid one and five record. Uh, I'm in second. I got a nice four and eight record. Sam still leads the way with uh, five and seven, though. So still not great, but just win, baby. We're getting up there. You're barely winning. Winning is winning. But uh, yeah. Now, what, what matchups we want to start with first? Pickums. I'll do the. I got the first one right here. So we're gonna start with um, the Gotham Rogues favorited against all about that Bass Boys Jim Elliott. Um. Projected comfortable win for Sean. Um, I'm going to go with that. I, I believe in Sean. Um, I do think that Sean is back. Um, we've mentioned a lot of the problems for Jim. Saquon being a question mark. Jarvis Landry is now out of the lineup. So this projection I have is with Jarvis Landry in the lineup. It's now even worse, I'm sure. Um, so he's going to have to figure out where to make up the points there. A couple bad matchups for Sean, but I don't think it's going to uh, – I don't think it's going to be a problem. He's got he's got Lamar Jackson going up against the Lions. He'll be fine. Yeah, that's the real key one there. Uh, I agree with you. I think Sean um, Dare. I I think I'm going to say it. I think I'm going to say it. He's going to yell at us, Sam. Uh oh. Sean Malega, lock of the week. Mortal wow. lock. Mortal lock in Team Brandis book. Wow. Sean Lock-y. is fucked. That always makes me not want to pick Sean anymore after what he did last time. He was our lock of the week, but before that, I, I was not aware that he was a lock of the week before making that decision, but I do have Sean here um, with a comfortable win. As I said before, the rogues are back. Um, tell your friends, they, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones aren't going to have duds anymore. It's a good team. I'm, I'm all in on them. So. I think like we should just make make the locks of the week people that we think all three of us would win. I feel like that makes the most sense. Yeah. So, so now we can officially say Sean like lock of the lock week. Of the week. A, a lock of the week, not the lock of the week. Aaron Jones going going up against the 49ers, though. That could be a problem. I'm just saying. Uh, I think it's if Tom Brady has a big has a big game like he's been having, it could get frisky. Oh, lock, of Aaron Rodgers lock of the week. Throw the lock ball of the like week. a madman. And... Lock of the week. It's fine. Lock of the week. Uh, Good luck, Sean. Oh, gosh. All right. I can preview the uh, the Julie Osborne versus Larry Rooney matchup. Um, I see a lot of advantages on the Osbronco side. Um, 
Matthew Stafford going against Tampa Bay. It might be a little bit of a hesitation there. Um, but I think the look those wide receivers that Stafford has will help bail him out there. Uh, Austin Eckler going against Kansas City. I actually feel fairly good about that matchup for him. Um, you know, I think offense is high-powered enough where uh, it'll, it'll be a, sh- a shootout, quite definitely. Uh, and I think yeah, for sure. Austin Eckler will really help. Uh, James Robinson, hope he can bounce back. Uh, Arizona will be a tough matchup for him uh, with Chandler Jones. So we'll see what happens. Uh, D-Hop, we went into him and Kyler earlier. Um, on Larry's side of things, he has Jared Goff going against the Baltimore secondary, which isn't as good as they've been in the past, but I still think they're still fairly top five with uh, Marlon Humphrey back there. Uh, just waiting for Jimmy Smith to get back. I don't know if he's rumored to come back this week or not. Um, I think I saw something he might have been. Uh, his running backs hate his running backs. Uh Wide receivers, they're all right. I'm uh, right now. The line sits at eight eight point two points in favor of Julie, um, and I'm just going to pick Julie outright myself this week. I'm smashing the gym money line or the gym money line, the Larry money line. Um, you know how I feel about his roster. I've said it already earlier on this show. Um, there are some things in fantasy football that will just never make sense to me, and I can't argue with the team that's hot right now. So. Larry, if you know what, if there was a lock, if I can pick a lock of my week, Larry's three and zero. I'm uh, I'm with you, Sam. I'm I'm in on Larry. Um, I'm, I'm he's going to be three and zero at the end of this week. They're going to be dancing in the streets of the Upper East Side. Um, I think honestly, what it comes down to, and, and Kyle is going to really piss you off. I have a feeling. I just have a sneaky feeling that the Oz Broncos are going to lay an absolute egg. You think? I I think there's some re I think there's some rough matchups. Matt Stafford against Tampa Bay. I don't think Tampa Bay has not played up to their up to their um, potential defensively. Um, The Rams have benefited from a lot of horrible defense. I mean, when you watch last week, Cooper Cup is just standing by himself. So I mean, Cooper Cup's playing really well, but I saw a stat. He currently averages like 85 yards over his expected yards after catch. Basically meaning that like given the, the kinds of catches that he's making, he should not be getting the kinds of yards that he's getting. He, it just so happens that they played um, the Bears and then who, who are not good. Their defense is actually is halfway decent. And the Colts who just decided not to play defense um, on Sunday. Um, I don't love Eckler against Kansas City. I don't love Allen Robinson against Cleveland. I just don't love Allen Robinson in general. Um, Robert Tunyon against the, against the Niners is a problem. Really, the only plus matchup you have is Robbie Anderson against Houston. Um, so I could see it just being one of those where Larry somehow wins a game by scoring 81 and a half points and Julie scores like 75 and Larry's 3-0. and And look, at the end of the day, you can't argue a win is a win. Just win, baby, win. You can't argue with a win. And I think, so I think Larry will be three and zero, and it will be bedlam in New York. Awful. I'm all in on Larry. Oh. All right, let's get to our next matchup here. Uh, we oh, have. Oh, I also want Larry to start Rondell Moore. I'm 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 just gonna say it. All aboard. 
all aboard the Your Rondell Gronk pick of the week. It's playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> That's all you need to say. That's all I have to say. All right. Nobody uh, listens to me anyway, so I don't mind saying that. Let's get into our next matchup here. Um, going back to that ferocious Dave Duda division. Uh, John Luca versus Rob. I said it once already. I'm going to keep saying it. It's a ferocious division. Poor John Luca just doesn't quite have what I see as the roster construction to compete against a team like Rob, who stacked, uh, you know, from top to bottom, there aren't many holes in that roster. So barring any sort of crazy injury, I think this is a very easy win for Rob and I'll put him in there comfortably. Yeah. I have a feeling this is going to be a lock of the week for us. Um, I, I could see McCaffrey. Lock? You know, I could, I, I think it's a mortal lock. I could see, uh, I could see McCaffrey going for over 30 points. Honestly, Houston's just really bad. I mean, they've, they've been playing, they've hung tough with in their two games, but I could see McCaffrey going crazy. I could see Russ going crazy because Minnesota's not pl- really playing defense either. Um, and, and I learned the hard way that Rob stacking Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett is absolutely lethal. So yeah. you, you, you talked about how you, you have those feelings when you're watching, you just watch the player you're playing against, just like suck your heart out. That happened to me sitting with Rob at Buffalo Wild Wings, watching <laughs> Tyler Lockett catch like a 75-yard bomb from Russell Wilson, and you know you're getting hit twice. Um, so if it's another one of those, and like I said, Minnesota's not really playing defense, I think Rob could, could put up a ton of points, and I just don't see a scenario in which Jameis Winston scores more than like 10 points against New England. Yeah, right now the, uh, the only – advantage that Luca has based on project ESPN projections right now is Justin Jefferson over AJ Brown by 0.3 points. Um, <laughs> everything else, Rob is absolutely crushing him on. He is right now favored as of uh, 10 47 PM on Tuesday, September 21st. He is favored by 25.3 points. Yeah. Um, I'm taking rock Rob and it's a uh, mortal lock of yeah. the week. Mortal lock. Ugh. What's our next matchup? What want to uh, do, you, Kyle? What do you, May? Let's do um, I, I mean, I have to take myself. Um, I like Josh Allen's matchup against Washington this week. Uh, why would I not pick myself? Yeah. It's my, it's my reasoning for this one. Well, I have a reason. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Because I pick Matt Whew. to win this week, and I'm waiting for my phone to load both the roster right now. I did look at this earlier and didn't actually take notes on it, so bear with me for one second as I as I pull it up here and do a quick roster comparison. Well, while he does that, I'll just get in mind. I'm taking you, Kyle. Um, Thanks, buddy. No problem. Uh, I just think you have too much talent to go in three. I think uh, I think Allen gets it figured out. I don't think Washington's defense is as good as we thought they were. Um, they just gave up 29 points for the Giants' offense. If the Bills can't score on them, I don't know what to tell you. All right, yeah. I'm ready for, for my reading. Right. Go ready. for it. Go for um, it. Tell me why you're going to be wrong. So I know David said that he didn't that he likes the Josh Allen matchup versus Washington. I'm not as high on it. I think, you know, I don't think it's a, a good or bad. I think it's just average. It, Washington's defense isn't as great as we thought it would be, but it's also nothing to sleep on. Um, Josh Allen, who, you know, hasn't been great to start the season. This isn't – I feel like he needs almost like a Aaron Rodgers walk in the park like the Detroit Lions to really get himself right. 
that's not going to be this week. I think we're going to continue to see struggle there. Dalvin Cook um, in Seattle is never a great matchup for any offensive weapon. They always make me nervous in Seattle. That alone is enough to count me out on him this week. Mike Davis, while he's been the guy getting backs in Atlanta, it's Atlanta. They're bad. Um, I know the Giants are bad too, but David, I think they might actually win this week um, because the Eagles looked really good about them. So maybe you'll feel good about your Giants um, after this week is over when they play the Atlanta Falcons. Love that. Your wider your wide receivers, as we've talked about, just have room for concern in general. I nothing really matchup specific here um, that I'm overly concerned about. Kelsey at the Chargers isn't bad. Um, Devontae Smith was inconsistent week one, week two. So I'm not sure if I really love him in the flex there as well. Um, and the defenses and kickers are always, you know, a crapshoot there. On the flip side there, we're taking a look at Matt's team. Jalen Hurts at Dallas. I think we're going to see a shootout between two very mildly okay teams, um, which is dangerous in fantasy football when two mildly okay teams face off against each other. It's a lot of scoring that happens because they both kind of give up a lot of points. Um, having Alvin Kamara versus New England, nothing crazy. Joe Mixon I am worried about versus Pittsburgh, but he's been off to a hot start, so – you know, let that ride. Deontay Johnson, I believe, is out for this week, or he's listed as questionable right now. He had a little bit of a knee injury at the end of last game, I know. Um, they thought it was a little bit more serious than it actually turns out to be. So I'll hold my breath there. But if he plays, um, you know, Cincinnati's kind of bad. So Deontay Johnson has the ability to go off if he's healthy. Um, T. Higgins also in this game. Wow. A um, lot going on between Cincinnati and Pittsburgh here for you, uh, Matt. T. Higgins has been a weapon. Um, George Kittle, I know, hasn't been great, but I think he's not two points bad, as we've been seeing, or whatever. He's averaging 1.9. And then last but not least, Damian Harris has been pretty good these first two weeks, 9.7 and 12 points out of the flex. Um, it's a solid roster overall with some, you know, nothing crazy of a bump for a matchup, but it just seems like, Kyle, your team has a couple of rough matchups this week. So uh, Matt is going to be my pick. All right. I disagree, but I will respect it. All right. Um, Sam, kick off the second-to-last matchup. For Gil versus Nick. I am pulling up my notes again right now. For me here, I have Nick. Um, Nick's team has been... You know, I mean, they're a one-on-one -one team. There's nothing really that you've seen that's outstanding um, other than, obviously, the play of his superstars and Patrick Mahomes and Derrick Henry. I said it – I'll probably say it every episode. I'm always high on Chase Edmonds. I think he's waiting to hit some fantasy – not stardom, but decent relevancy where people will know who Chase Edmonds is. Um, DK Metcalf is eventually going to have to come out of hiding whatever he's doing. I don't know if he's hiding in, like, the locker room or under a bench or – what he's been doing these first two fantasy starts, but he's not, you know, five points that he saw last week. You know, he got lucky in week one with a touchdown, but he only had 60 yards on like four or five catches. Um, you're going to see more out of DK Metcalf this week. Tyler Lockett can't stay red hot forever. Um, but that's all I really have to say on this matchup is I think he has, he just has a better roster. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. I'm taking Nick. Um, for all those reasons. I agree. I am actually, I've gone back and forth on this one. I'm going to go Alex. Wow. I'm going, out, I'm going Alex. Yeah. I, I've been going back and forth. There's a couple of matchups I do like on Nick's end of things. 
I just I I have a very hard time being totally bought into the Titans. And I think Nick is just so heavily invested in the Titans between Julio Jones and Derrick Henry. I think I think the Colts are better than they've been playing. Now, of course, Carson Wentz not playing impacts things. I don't know how much it really impacts things. Um, but I look on Alex's side of things. Like you said, Sam, I could see uh, the, the Eagles Cowboys being a shootout. Um, I could see Dak having a good, having a good, a good day. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor has gotten off to a, to a pretty slow start and I could see that picking up. I love David Montgomery. Um, I think he's so important to that offense. Um, Calvin Ridley against the giants, the giants have covered absolutely nobody so far this year. So I could see Calvin Ridley being one of the few bright spots for Atlanta this week. Um, Cooper again, playing in a shootout. Now I don't know if Amari Cooper's playing. If Amari Cooper doesn't play, that could complicate things. Um, Mark Andrews has looked awful this year. He's, he's been barely productive. He's, like, he's actually averaging less points than George Kittle. He's um, not going to start Rob Gronkowski. Well, I know he's not going to start Rob Gronkowski. I know he's not. He should, but he's not going to. Um, but Mark Andrews going up against Detroit could, is, a, is obviously a plus-plus matchup. Um, and Tyler Boyd had a you know, has been relatively quiet to start the season, which is why I say you start Rob Gronkowski. Um, but yeah, I, 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 like I said, I've gone back and forth. I'm going to go Alex. One thing to note for Nick moving forward. Um, Cause Mike Isecki has, has sucked also. Um, Evan Ingram, probably healthy uh, week three and on. So that might be a, wow, the new, that, might, that might be the uh, new play for Nick. Wow. Call him Adam Scheffner over here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like I'm a Giants fan or something. Oh, wow. Shocking. That gets us into our last matchup. Uh, personal favorite matchup of the week here. We have the good ankles, David Powis, yeah. with us today. Going up against the Sam Demix and Sam Robinson, also here with us today. Um, I'm, I'm assuming both of you are picking yourselves in this matchup. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I haven't revealed my pick to either of these two guys yet uh in seven minutes or less convince me david you have the floor all right well we've not gotten off to a good start i understand that the scoring has been has been porous in the running back room but i think if you look at if you look at the Devonte adam that little cluster that Devonte adams terry kill darren waller mike evans cluster mike evans Tom Brady's the kind of quarterback that when he, when he falls in love with throwing to a guy, he's going to keep going to that guy. Mike Evans too tight was, was non-existent week one, two touchdowns um, this past Sunday playing against a good Rams team that can, that can shut down a lot of weapons. I think they'll find ways to get Mike Evans going. Um, Darren Waller playing against Miami who sucks. Um, I think he'll be more like week one Darren Waller than he was week two Darren Waller. Tyreek Hill is not going to score three points two weeks in a row, um, especially not against a Chargers team that will probably also will put up points and they'll, they'll need to actually score. Uh, Devontae Adams, that's a tough matchup, but it's Devontae Adams coming off a huge week. Um, so I, I, I think Devontae Adams, there's, there's a lot of talent there, and, and I think the floors for them are pretty high, and that alone can keep me in a game. Uh, Justin Herbert against Kansas City. Justin Herbert's not been great to start this season. I'm not shying away from that, but um, I'm just I'm just believing in I'm, I'm believing in Air Bear. I'm, I'm just uh, 
I'm 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 in them. The, the running backs, the running backs are a problem. I'm I'm concerned about the running backs. I've, that that's 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 common knowledge though. I've made it public knowledge that we are looking to improve running backs. Oh man. And Josh Jacobs potentially being healthy obviously improves the running back room. We'll see. We'll see if he's healthy. If he's healthy, week three. Sam, it might well, not take just, much convincing. Let's just start with what we know. My quarterback's better. My running right, backs right. are better. Right. My wide receivers are lacking, but they're not weak. <clears throat> Keenan Allen, again, he's not the sexiest name in fantasy football, but he's one of those guys. If he finds the end zone, could put up 15 points, which is all we need. With I think how good, how much better my running backs are. Um, and then CD Lamb, as we keep talking about, might be in one. One of those mildly okay teams shooting out one another, where it's just going to be Dak throwing the ball down the field. Um, I know David also touched on Mike Evans being one of those guys that Gronk falls in love with. The Antonio Brown case study through two, two weeks would say otherwise. Um, I know Gronk is a different story, but that's Gronk. He's like his favorite human ever. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of different weeks where he's going to have to kind of feed different mouths. And I think Week one, we saw a dud out of Mike Evans. So Tom Brady made up for it with a two-touchdown performance to give fantasy owners. You know, Tom Brady's a fantasy man of the people. Of um, so he's trying to distribute the wealth so fantasy managers can be happy. And I think you're going to see another Antonio Brown week this week, and you're going to see less of Mike Evans. So I'm not too worried about that in the flex. Also, Tyson Williams is going against the Detroit Lions. Do you not think Tyson Williams, as a, as a Ravens fan, is going to run all over the field, all over, wherever he wants? He can run side to side and just kind of keep running to the sidelines and no one's going to touch him because the Detroit Lions are, leaning to the microphone, bad. Mortal lock. They're bad. Mortal lock. They're they bad. See, it's um, not fair, though. I don't employ any Ravens. That's not my – If I employ a Raven, if you wanted, If you wanted picks and pick them, then you should have drafted more Ravens. Um, <laughs> the Denver the Denver defense is going up against the Jets, who, leaning into the microphone again, are bad. Um, so we're hoping for another boom out of them. Um, the only matchup I'm really worried about is Justin Tucker kicking because they're not really going to be in field goal range. Tyson Williams is going to keep getting, you know, goal-to-go carries. So, I mean, I guess he might rack up four or five extra points, but I can't hope for another Monday night miracle like I did week one when I beat Rob. So... Yeah, that's that's my spiel. That's that that that's a good spiel, um, David. I agree with you that that core, that wide receiver and tight end core you have, um, are leaps and bounds better than Sam's. Um, Sam, I agree with you that your quarterbacks and running backs um, are leaps and bounds better than David's. Um, where I think you might you might laugh at me. The true X factor here: uh, Broncos defense. Broncos defense is going to be the true X factor going against. Could be. A Amber Kyle Pitts. Quite awful Jets uh, offense. Um, we also have the special teams there. So we're talking about punt returns. We are talking about punt returns. I wish we played with punters in this league. Um, I'm, 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 I'm going to take the number one team in the country here, Sam. Sam Robinson in this matchup. Uh, shouldn't be too much of a surprise. Uh, Kyler Murray for MVP. Um, that's that's all I have to say on that matchup. Uh, Sam, I think you got it. It's going to be a good one. I'll say that. I have a lot of respect. As we know, I have a lot of respect for the Dave Duda division. Uh, it's a treacherous division. I don't wish it upon my worst enemy to play in the Dave Duda division. But uh, it's, you know, David, I'm looking forward to the matchup here. And, uh, you know, hopefully, regardless of the outcome, we'll be able to stay civil on next week's episode. Likewise, sir. It's going to be, we're going to, it's going to be a, a well-fought 
hard-nosed battle. We would expect nothing less. But uh, at the end of the day, this is mutual respect. Uh, well, that wraps us up for the week two recap slash week three preview episode of Hawk Hill Focus. Tune in next week. We'll have, I guess, our, I guess technically our second special guest, uh, reigning champion Larry yeah. Rooney will be joining us. The uh, hottest team, the most controversial team in the league. Let's all hope he does not go three now, uh, or that it'll be a super long podcast, even longer than this one, which I'm sure. You know, if he's two and one, he's just not going to show up. Fair, he'll probably not set an alarm. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, Sam, David, been a pleasure speaking to you, and uh, Father Joyce, roll us out. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hall.